What up? Yo, 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 what's happening with you, man? Man, Pastor Jeff, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Test the season to be jolly, brother. Brother, my pocketbook ain't feeling so jolly. Ah, humbug. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all, man. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's that season. You know, we say it every year. Every year we say we're going to be wise, do this, do that, whatever. You know, uh, it never pans out that way. Never, never, never. I, I said last year I would never spend this much money again. And, you know, if I go back through the checkbook right now, I bet you I'm probably there or over. There right. or over. Right. Welcome, everybody. I want you to uh, say hello. Let us know you're in the house. What's going on with you? I'm about to do my share right quick. Uh, I want everybody to share this on their page. Share this. Uh, start a watch party. Tag somebody. Tell them to tap in. Welcome to Religiously Incorrect Podcast. Uh, this is... Uh, Pastor Todd, I'm here with my man, Pastor Jeff Stanford, yes, uh, and we are coming to you real, raw, and uncut, and uh, we're just, uh, you know, chilling out. We know everybody's watching the game, at least Steelers fans are. The Browns fans have to wait till tomorrow, so we don't have much to talk about with that. Uh, so if y'all see me jump up, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so we scored. Go ahead, go ahead. Or if you if we see you getting sad and upset. <laughs> right, right. I'm cutting this whole thing off. I'm, I'm cutting the whole podcast off. Uh, uh, but they're they going back and forth. Nobody scored yet. It's snowing in Buffalo, so this is one of the old school football games. Everybody, everybody, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Uh, here's the sports news we'll talk about. I was going to talk about whether you felt Ohio State belongs in the college football playoff. So just give me a simple yes or no. Yes. Same here. Yes. I, I hope I didn't take away one of Mike's uh, rapid fire questions. Uh, but, let, but let's talk breaking news. Hey, Je hey, uh, Bryant, Jamie Bryant, Kelvin. Hey, Charlene. Good to see you. Hey, Markeisha. Let's talk about breaking news. They just announced that the Cleveland Indians will be dropping their name. You know, I mean, I, I get it, but it's almost like I think it's somehow sometimes it's gone so far that, you know, I mean, you know, I'm tired. I mean, it's a lot of sports teams with names that may, and I don't, I, I don't even, I guess I can't say it's not derogatory because it's not me. It's not, I guess if it was the, the Cleveland Negroes. <laughs> it right, the Brooklyn Blackies. <laughs> you know, it'd be different. So I guess, I guess to Indians, I guess it would be, but it's almost like, how far are we going to go with this? Well, all of the Native American names are going to go. And that's pretty much it. What else? What else is there offensive besides Native American names? Animals. Yeah. Uh, when they did the Washington Bullets, now that that yeah. was yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what? Once in my life, I wish the NRA would have stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> because again, I mean, I can agree. You know, outside of. You know, where we feel uncontrollable access to guns or whatever, which is not the, the show tonight. But bullets are neutral. I mean, it's like the cannons, the the, the pistols, the the bat, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it is what it is. You know, I thought it had a great, you know, terminology or whatever. But I guess the worst part is not so much the names going away, uh, because I think that's the way the culture is going. But where do these teams go? What do they call themselves? I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult. You know. <laughs> 
You know, we, we look at even churches, you know, since we're talking about church, it's it, how many second Baptists are there? How many? Oh, <laughs> way too many. Take it's it from somebody trying to find a website. <laughs> we got to be like second Baptist, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven dot com. So, you know, finding names is not is not the easiest thing. So, no. no and, and I mean, oh, Scott said the fighting Irish. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, I would I would agree with him. But fighting just means tenacious. But Irish is the whole group of people <laughs> <laughs> who like to fight. So right. See, you said it. Jeff said it. Jeff once Jeff said it. Now we're on with these racist comments. I'm blaming it all on you, Jeff, because you started it, man. But, but yeah, fighting Irish is right in there. And I would agree that, you know, from a social standpoint, if we decide we're not going to name sports teams after people groups anymore, then that just is what it is. It is. Irish, Native American. Uh, is that a fumble or not? <laughs> I can't. He ain't going to be able to help himself tonight, y'all. Hey, focus. I'm just saying. I mean, this play went on for like 20, 20 minutes. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, I think the Redskins – you know, definitely had to be changed. I'm disappointed. I mean, what are you paying these people for if you don't already have a name or at least a strategy for choosing a name, a public contest, whatever? And I think, you know, every team who's in this concept right now, you ought to be thinking of, you know, this may come up for us. What are we going to do if this happens? There there has to be some type of... Yeah, I mean, our residents have been controversial for like 20 years now. Right, right. So the fact that they don't at least have a contingency plan when they do end up pulling the plug is, you know, it's frustrating. And it makes you think like, why are you paying these people? Now, there was a very good, which I thought was a perfect solution. And of course, it's the perfect solutions that don't always get through. Uh, they wanted to rename the team the Red Tails. And the Red Tails was apparently the Black uh, Air Force Regiment. Right. To me, that's almost like, I mean, I think, put it this way, Jeff, I'll be honest. I think the only reason it won't happen is because there's so much racial tension in people who are upset about giving any recognition to people of color. And I'm not saying everything's just racist. I'm just saying that people are super sensitive in the opposite way. To where they're going to be like, here we go, liberal snowflake football team. You know what I mean? And I think it's honorable to me. But isn't that, man, I don't even want to go on a tangent because my mind's kind of messed up over what I saw last night with these churches in D.C. Uh, I, I really have some things to say. I'm trying to hold it in. But isn't it funny how what would normally be celebrated by a certain group of people, the military. Right would suddenly be looked at with a, you know, racial liberal component to it, even though it's the perfect way to honor people. And in my mind, that's a good way to bring black folk into the fold of patriotism by acknowledging black, you know, the black regiment. I mean, and do the same thing for Native Americans. Maybe look for a Native American like that's a good replacement. Look for something that might not be the neighbor of a tribe, excuse me, but but maybe a regiment of, of brave Native Americans or something. Again, bring that military patriotic feel to it yeah i mean you know i mean how far are we gonna take the cherokee off the name off the jeep name the jeep cherokee are we i mean and it has trickled down even to high school i mean is 
Didn't oh, they Raiders is gone. Raiders is going to be gone. Yeah, Raiders is going to. I mean, every team in Youngstown, you got the Cheney Cowboys, the Wilson Redmen. Well, the the Redmen are gone. The South Howard. Luckily, all the schools are closed down. <laughs> Did you say luckily, Pastor Jeff? <laughs> I mean, not luck. I'm just saying they're all closed. So. <laughs> Which one did you go to? Wilson, right? I went to Wilson yeah. and East, but that was the Golden Bears, so I'm, I guess we can keep that. Um, yeah. I was making there. a Cherokee Red Soda? <laughs> no, I thought I saw that. They might have. I don't know. That 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 is super racist because it's like a bright red can. See, 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 I didn't say that one. I didn't right. say that one. Excuse uh, me, nothing's wrong with me. One of my kids turned the heat way up, so it's all hot in this house. Don't worry. I but mean, I, Corona over there. It's okay. Man, you know, hey, come on over if you want some. You know, <laughs> hey, man, before we go, I saw the funniest joke. Uh, the joke about, uh, you know, it's a political joke, so y'all don't get mad. But they were like, Trump was saying they're, they're taking our jobs away, they're taking our guns away, and they're taking our COVID away. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pastor Jeff, uh, we had a great show last week with Bishop uh, David Heron. I yeah. enjoyed myself. Maybe yeah. we need more bishops, you know. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, they keep us in line because this show is about to be off the chain, Absolutely. inappropriate in every way, shape, or form because the bishop, we got to make up all the jokes we couldn't tell <laughs> last week. Uh, Hey, Pastor Tatum. I didn't say hi to Pastor Tatum. Wanted to make sure she's one of our regular viewers. She has an incredible uh, podcast of her own called Lifted on Thursday nights. I think she's on hiatus until January. Wanted to shout her out. Uh, but tonight, this is called, <coughs> man, I'm sorry, guys. Break, Break a leg, leg for the Lord. For the Lord. Break a leg for the Lord. Now, let me ask you before we even get started with it. There you what, go. Yeah. Do you have your Do you have your Christmas tree up? Oh yeah, man, my tree's up. Okay. I, it's not like the, the twenty foot Goliath tree you got at your house that uh, <laughs> you moved the second floor of your house to put in. I had, I had to literally climb on a ladder to put the star up. So listen. <laughs> let, but, let me know when uh, Mercy gets to it. Right, but you weren't playing around though. You I, a couple weeks ago, I think it was on here. We talked about. Your wife talked about putting up those lights outside. I rolled past your house the other day. It, it was pitch black. <laughs> There's no lights outside. Well, you don't want to say they were going to steal them anyway. So, I mean, it's hard out here in the hood, man. It's hard living in the, living in the cut. But it's called, this show is called Break a Leg for the Lord. Pastor Jeff, we are talking... Drama ministry, plays, skits, dance, mime, flag. We're going we gonna to touch on all of it tonight, okay? We're going to touch on all of it. Now, this season mm-hmm. is the season of Christmas plays. Yes, it is. Christmas and Easter speeches are a part of all of our lives. You know, for some of us, it feels like whoever had the youngest baby in the church Jesus, one of my children, you know, <coughs> was Jesus. One of my children was Jesus. Uh, did, did you have that privilege? Did, did, did Chastity get dragged into that, or she somehow escaped? Chastity didn't get dragged into the uh, the, the play. Well, she well, she done a lot of plays as she grew older. She, matter right. fact, oh, yeah. she wrote most of them. Um, you know, By the way, you told her not to watch this, right? Because you know. <laughs> 
Chess, Chess, trust me, Chassie is probably on right now. Oh Lord. <laughs> But but uh, I I know she did get to do the, some of the speeches. Uh, Christian got to do some of the speeches. Uh, so yeah, matter of fact, Christian was a part of the uh, part of the your mother's. What type of turkey? How do you make the turkey? How do you make the turkey? Yeah. So, so so tell me this, man. Are you are you interested? Are you waiting? Are you looking forward to the? Uh, are you looking forward to the um, <laughs> to the? Uh, Zoom Christmas play. No, and we're doing one. <laughs> and, and watch this. I'm not. It's just more sadness that this is just another thing that we don't get to have. It's more that. So I'm not down on it. Obviously, we're going to be innovative. Uh, Amber, we will not trade that. <laughs> I'm, just you right now. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. I love you all. Amber, Amber, I did get your text message. I, I apologize. I'm on live. That's the only reason I didn't respond, but I will I will respond to you as soon as I'm done. It's about to go. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to do some sort of video uh, collage of, of speeches and, and narrative, you know, and do that at, at second. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, uh, but then not looking forward to it, and not because our youth leaders are doing a great job of uh, – putting something together and trying to gather families, but just because, you know, it's just another one of those things, the weariness of the year, you know, definitely wearing on me and the holidays make it, make it much worse. Right. Uh, so we'll do what we got to do. I am interested to see, you know, how innovative people can be uh, with what they're going to be too much do. though. I, I, I'm, I'm worried that it's going to, there is going to be trying too much. You know, when you, ha I mean, if everybody has to zoom their own parts from their own home, I'm, I'm well, we're going to do like a clip, like pre-recorded, and then I will splice it all together. Okay. So well, we don't have to mess up. do that. Right. A lot you of people have to do that. that. But other, you know, others, you know what I mean? It's but in all honesty, even when I was doing the prayers and the scriptures when we first went uh, digital, uh, it was like a nightmare when people would send their videos in, you know, the orientation to be wrong, you know, you just got to work with what you got. And I think everybody understands just, you know, here's the funny thing. Just like in real life, the digital world shows that you have to give grace to everybody and their gifts and their talents. Just like in real life, like somebody forgetting their lines or moving too slow or walking too fast or whatever. You know, now it's I was looking away from the camera or I started talking too quick and it cut off a piece of my speech or. Right. You know, right. all that stuff that happens. But I had somebody at the church ask me, are we doing anything for New Year's? I said, Corona, Corona's come out at midnight. It's it, it, more out. It, it'd be more out. And, I, and I, I, in all transparency, I had this conversation with my dad. I said, dad, between Agape and second, I don't know of too many other churches that get more random walk-ins than our two churches in, in the city. I'm sure lots of churches do, but Agape used to just be like, okay, this is like pre two hype. You know, this is like pre club come to church. And I love that, but the randomness of it, and the fact that, you know, we are already locking ourselves down because we are bracing for what is already a bad season, a holiday season, that uh, people aren't being wise to gathering with families. And I don't want to say it's unwise, but it just expands the bubble so bad that you're asking for trouble. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's just where we're at. Uh, but what about holiday plays? Who remembers the holiday Easter play? Here's my thing. Do you get bored with the Christmas story play? 
I mean, it's 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 repetitive. It's definitely repetitive. Um, you know, and and then you know, it's not that you get bored with it, but if you don't do it in a genuine way, you know, you have somebody trying to interpret it in a new age. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, this. This ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. The little oh, baby. Yeah, yeah modern like Joseph is a janitor now. And uh, you know, yeah, yeah. And 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 there are times when we use like the same script for five years in a row. But the but the truth of the matter is, the script is the Bible. That's the hard part about Bible plays. Absolutely. The script Absolutely. is the Bible. So it doesn't matter what, you know, the King James Version, the NIV, it's the same story. Mary gets a visit, Joseph gets a visit, Mary goes to see Elizabeth. Blah, 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 blah. Like you said, then we try to brush it up. Now, I, I just watched for the first time the Black Nativity movie. I never saw it. What's dude's name? Um, I think like Mary J. Blige is in it, Angela Bassett. Uh, the, the old dude from Black Panther's in it, the one with the eye. Oh, uh, for, no, that's not. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker, yeah. It was nice, you know, and you could tell the elements they were trying to pretty much, you know, but then it just got into craziness, you know. Uh, you know, Tyrese is like basically the dude from Baby Boy. Uh, <laughs> Not Tyrese, you know. Yeah, basically the dude from Baby Boy. He's like the ex-con who who has. Uh, I don't know if that was an interception, but that was crazy. Something like bounced off somebody's foot. But uh, it's going to be a ridiculous game, by the way. But it just went like you said too far in the left field. Hey, Sister Blair, good to see you. Love you. Uh, it was a great, so I support trying to open it up, but there is a good thing that has to do with traditions, you know, expecting the same thing. Now, I'll tell you this, if we were tired of the Easter and the Christmas traditions, we won't be tired in 2021 and 2022. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a good way to bring it back. It's a good way yeah. to say we can finally do this again. Uh, but I mean, even to me, you know, this year I haven't. I usually, you know, I think, you know, pastoring the last five, six years, I've tried to preach the Christmas. And it's, I was just like, I don't want to do it. It's it's almost, yeah. how, how do you know? I, I can't tell the same, you know, you can all, I mean, you can. There's add, so much stuff in it. There's so many yeah. elements in the story. I think people have to go out of their way to explore. Like I did the Advent. I didn't do like the love, joy, hope, peace thing. I didn't do that. Uh, but I did do a series called Christ Our King is what I'm doing right now. Again, if I weren't, for me this year, I'm moving back to a lot of traditional themes just because it brings people back to the familiarity of the church okay. because it's what they're missing. Okay. Another year, I'll probably go back to, let me just preach something else in December and not, you know, straight to the Christmas story, you know, obviously. People know the Christmas story. I mean, we can't pretend like people don't know it. Right. Okay, so... When you get into this, you know, you, you got this. Now you got to get the props. You, you know, uh, you got to find a manger, which, of course, we had Elder Three to church coming up with the manger. Listen, find some hay. You got to find some hay. Listen, Todd, y'all had y'all done some serious stuff out of y'all literally built. Uh, oh, yeah, we built like a whole manger and uh, up there. And, and, you know, and my mom was into that stuff. I mean, one time. She made like this giant, I think it was at the old church at the school. Hey, Elder Carter, good to see you. My mom made like this giant uh, rock and she had everybody donate newspapers 
and just a giant ball of paper. Oh, she paper macheted it? Yeah, I mean, something like that, but she never macheted it. She just, <laughs> <laughs> just crushed it. So, so, you know, it was paper, but it wasn't macheted. But, but, you know, in our place, like, Jesus rolls his own stone away. <laughs> he just walks out the side and all of that stuff. And then, like, one time, you know how big George is. Mm-hmm. One time, like, you know, George was, like, Jesus. And, like, this six-year-old kid was a soldier. And I'm like, I was... <laughs> you use what you got. You use what you got. Costumes. Everybody had to bring a sheet, put on a sheet, and wrap the wrap the pillow. But those were good days. Like you used what you had. You know what I mean? Everybody got to bring a sheet and wrap it around themselves and wear some sandals. The whole church. When Christine Christine came, Christine, though, she like literally made. Oh yeah, she like. You know, I mean, her suits was cold though. You know what I mean? Right. You know, so. It depends on what you got, but it brings us to a point, though, because so many churches don't have that room and they still try to do it. Oh, now, now, let's get to that with, with plays and drama. The, the traditional church, the churches that you and I pastor, they weren't built to have a doggone, you know, Broadway set. Right, right. So like, you know, and, and, but we made it work. Like, I, they end up being beautiful things, but like you literally have like a little manger set up between like the communion table and the offering table because watch this because you can't move them. Okay. Can't move the communion table. You you better not move that table. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of the first things I was asked when I got the second. Are you okay with us moving the pulpit? And I mean, there are people who are like you don't move that for nothing. You you mm-hmm. don't you it's, it's nailed to the floor. You got to work around it. You know. And our churches weren't built for that. They, they weren't built. And everybody, everybody didn't get the Roderick Hennings joke. <laughs> it, it came out the floor. It went back down and came out the floor. Well, you know, in the old school church, the tomb is always the pastor's office because the door. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The door is on the side. The tomb, the tomb is always the pastor's office, and the angel always comes out from the counting room on the other side. We always have two offices on each side. And so, I mean, but I love it. It's a tradition. I, I, it's not just black. It's, you know, it's white. It's everything. But but drama has its own thing. And then you have people getting into non-biblical drama. Right. Which is just telling stories, you know, the, you know, the gospel plays. A lot of people write their own plays to varying degrees. Pastor Jeff of quality. If you guys didn't know out there in religiously incorrect land, Pastor Jeff is a playwright. Listen, my plays be good. Pastor Jeff is a playwright. He wrote a play that we did at Agape called No Greater Love. No Ordinary Love. No Ordinary Love, uh, which was based on experience he had in life. You know, all jokes and kidding aside, experiences he had in life. Uh, He has a powerful testimony about, you know, his mother and his upbringing. Uh, It's difficult sometimes because let's be honest. Some people take it seriously and then not seriously enough. And then you're trying to tackle serious themes and we're clowning and stuff. And then we're like, wait, I'm supposed to be fighting you. Not <laughs> then you got to fight somebody with a fake gun or a fake knife. 
Hey, Caleb running down the aisle singing, I'm running back to you. Caleb running down the aisle singing, running back to you with his pearl. Singing, singing to girls in the audience. Yeah, but yeah, he, he he's trying to serenade females in the church. And, and so here's the funny thing about it, Jeff. Because it's church, you can't be as real life. Right. I mean, you know, because it's church, so you try to tell the story of abuse. But abuse is probably saying every word in the book, cussing people out. You know, ripping the clothes off, tearing up stuff. You have to just dramatize it to the best. Somebody has to be the thug character, but he never really comes off as thuggish. Some lady is supposed to be the sexy character, but she can't be too sexy. Right? Right? You know, you got to portray. You got to portray these, but you can't really portray them. But let's just be honest now, because we, 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 we do them. We try to do as best we can in a church, but this is the same stuff that Tyler Perry has made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Tyler Perry owes the black church millions of dollars for stealing their church. But you see, he takes it all the way to the extreme. He takes it all the way to that. They halfway be having sex on the set. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, they actually be doing crazy. (laughs) I'm like, is they really doing that back there in the back? (laughs) A lot of condom? (laughs) On stage? It's hilarious. Yeah, Tyler Perry, and you know what? The man knows his bread and butter. He does. He does. And I want to say, drama ministry can be very, very powerful and evangelistic. You know, but let's just be honest. It also can be hokey and cornballing. Yeah. Especially if you're not really putting your heart and soul into it. Everyone thinks that if I just try to write raw or say words that preachers don't normally say, that makes a good drama ministry. And it doesn't. You know, it doesn't necessarily make it a good drama ministry. Hey, hey, uh, Jonathan Mason, good to see you. That's Pastor Mason, right? Yeah, that's Pastor Mason. Bishop Mason. Bishop Mason. My my, my bad. Uh, That uh, just using words that you wouldn't find about, but doesn't make it a good drama. You know what I mean? And, and, And again, you have to have a cast and a crew that's all in. But here's the thing, Pastor Ty. I think that it has become the norm, especially in this day and age, well, we have, everybody has a social, especially because of COVID, everybody has a social network, everybody has a Facebook account, everybody has this Twitter account, but it has become social, the social norm to put, we have a drama team, yeah. we have a flag team, we, right. so, and it draws, but then when you get there, it's like, okay, this drama team is made up of three, three eighth graders. Right. <laughs> and they're waiting on Easter. <laughs> right. They're waiting on Easter. And that's a whole other conversation. We got to talk websites one day because we be listing ministries that don't exist. That, that that don't exist. Hey, Pastor Robinson, good to see you. Charles Robinson. Hey, man. Bless you. Uh, and you're absolutely right. Uh, you got to be careful about, you know, who's over the drama ministry, you know, the expectations. I've, you know, I'll be honest. I don't think I'll ever go back to it. You remember when I was doing the, the, the drama sermons and all that, mm-hmm. you know, Every pastor is not going to give space for that in every single context. You might be very limited in what you're able to present. So you got to know that you want to be a part of that. And that drama ministry, it's specialized, you know, and it takes time. It's not something that you come up with a skit every week, which God help me, Jeff. How many times have we had the skit with the uh, the drunk man stumble in the church and pretend Right. You know, if anybody's going to love him or not. Right, right. right. You, know, you did it with the guy outside mm-hmm. the church. Anybody speak to me? Uh, you know, it's it, it just become cliched sometimes. 
and and again, like you said, the church isn't always set up for. Uh, how about like even mics and being heard? You know, you gotta, you know, you be doing drum ministry and passing the mic on a cord to each other. Right. It just doesn't it doesn't work out well. It, if you don't if you don't have it, if you don't have the necessary equipment, you know, it's sometimes it's just better to stick with what you got. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. what you got. Which, which brings us, uh, Pastor Jeff, to to the other side of the the arts ministry that we typically see in church, and that's I, I call it movement ministries. I call it movement ministries. That is your dance ministry, your mind ministry your flag ministry. Right. Okay. Some of you might want to log off now. <laughs> I'm so, trying to hold my face. So the first question, I have become a traditionalist. I want to say up front, I value, I support, I allow, I encourage. I'm the first one to make sure, you know, our ministries, our youth especially have the outfits, the equipment, everything. You know, I've gone out of my way to make sure. So I value it. But as I get older, I found myself not just with the reservations, but questions. And I want clarity and sort of right context for everything we do in the church. And I have become a bit of a traditionalist, you know, singing and preaching, singing and preaching, singing and preaching. I did ask a question about six years ago, Pastor Jeff, and it was not questioning the validity of dance or mime or anything or, or flag. I wanted to know prior to K&K mime. Mm hmm who took the black church world by storm in the 90s. Can someone show me where dance and my ministry really became prominent in the church or as a part of some church's ministry philosophy and focus? Because when they came out on Bobby Jones show and then started touring the country and, you know, uh, you know, performing in concert, that all of us, I mean, I was never a dancer, but I know all the, the, the young ladies, young men, Everybody's going out to the, the to the, uh, the 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 craft store and getting the white face paint. <laughs> right. Sometimes they just throw flour on their face. Stop! Stop! <laughs> Stop! Stop! Everybody! Everybody! Hey, our boys, Judah, 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 and, and Dewar, and they was good. They were good. They were absolutely. It was something we'd never seen before. I mean, now Judah and Dewan were like pop locking. To be honest, they were pop locking and in pajamas. They were pop locking in pajamas. You could tell them I said it. We invited them to our church, and they pop locked the Donnie McClurkin. Okay. Uh, but but everybody jumped on the train, and I mean this, and I'm saying this with you know with serious, funny, just having fun, y'all. This is religiously incorrect. You if you didn't like it, you should have checked the title. <laughs> but I, my sincere first question was, when did it start? Did you see Dance in Mind before you saw the whole K&K Mind thing take off? I had no idea. And to be honest with you, you know, but for this episode, you know, I tried to study it and I tried to go back and, you know, because I wanted to play devil's advocate, but couldn't. But here, here's the thing, you know, I grew up in a traditional a very, very, very traditional Baptist church. Matter of fact, it wasn't no clapping up in there. It wasn't no clapping. Oh, you know, it, right. was, it was like, you know, that tradition. So when I moved uh, to, to Warren, that's when I actually went to a uh, more traditional, you know, contemporary. contemporary. Yeah. And so, so, but even then, there, it still wasn't a lot. And that's, you know, that's, 
the late nineties. That's the late nineties. Yeah. I, I I didn't see it a lot, and like you said, until KNK when KNK came out, everybody jumped on the bandwagon. And uh, don't get me wrong, I don't I don't even mind it. I just want it to be put in this proper place and where it belongs in the service. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, it's been powerful. There's no doubt about it. It 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 had, had an incredible effect on broadening our idea of expression of worship. Now remember, most of the first songs, I mean, come on, let's just name off the songs everybody used to mind to. Stand. Now behold the lamb. Now behold the lamb. I mean, if you don't if you don't mind the now behold the lamb, you might as well turn in your miming card. You can turn in your miming card. If you never mime to now behold the lamb. <laughs> you are not a mimer. Turn it in. <laughs> yeah. It's it's required dancing for Christmas time. You you have to do it. Uh and you know, lots of others, but those were, you know, your standards. But let, let's go back to what you said about space and church. Our churches weren't made for people to be dancing and flagging. The the early, you know, our traditional churches with the red carpet in the pews, in the pulpit, in the three chairs, and the big right. communion table. So now you have these battles. Like, can I move? The, the dancers are two feet away from these old deacons. In the front row. Right, right. So all we, face, we ain't even got the flags yet. Lord. Okay, I'm going to get the flags, Jeff. Trust <laughs> me. I'm going to get the old glory. Uh, and I worry that what is a legitimate expression through movement, through art, those are gifts God gave to us, just like voice, just like anything else, instrumentation. I worry that it, it's become faddish. Yeah. Well, you know, even outside of faddish, I think, you know, I think just like we had these episodes on singing, just like we talked about preaching, you know, I think that a lot of times we allow people to mime and, you know, this singing the words along with the mind. You, the, the mime is supposed to, you, you're not supposed to. And so, you know, and they, they, they can't move. They, you, and then, you know, you make kids do it who really don't want to do it. And so, like what's that? Just like everything else. Speech. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'll be honest. I'm about to say this. I'm about to say this. And Pastor Charles Robinson has a great comment. We're going to put it up in just a second. We forced people to to sing. Then we started forcing people to dance, young people especially. Mm -hmm. For a lot of young people who didn't want to sing, dancing became their cop-out. Yeah. And I'm saying this because I was a young 90s kid. I was that 90s kid that at 11 and 12 and 13, dancing was the cop-out. I want to sing, but I'll do that little movement over there. Right, right. Right, right. And right. then you had the one, then there's the kids that didn't want to dance, so they'll just put them on the corner with a streamer and just make them wave the streamer <laughs> while people do the real dance. You know, like, so when you put these kids in these dances, and this is just all fun, but this is stuff I've observed. I, I've done this my whole life. You put these kids in the dance, and you have the ones that really want to do it and they're really passionate. And then you have the ones that will do like three movements and then just point to the one doing the real movement <laughs> for the rest of the dance. They have to just be still. They're like, ah. and, and 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 that that that's a real that's a real thing. And I honestly, here's my controversial statement of the night: dance ministries have killed the feeder system for the music ministry. Mm. Mm. So you you don't think you don't think it 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 well when you say it killed it, do you mean it's 
taking people away from it, or do you mean taking the focus away? It's taken, like I said, I, I think it's been a cop out for some, not for all. I'm not saying that that makes it illegitimate for people who are genuinely doing it. I'm saying that be when we were raised, you either sat up behind the musicians or you sang in that choir, and a good portion of us stuck with it for a good while. Because there was nothing else to do in the church. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that there's so much to do in the church, we have far fewer people even giving singing a chance. Young people. Now, what, what, what do you think about the churches that the choir sings and the flaggers flag? Or the mom dances mom to the song that the choir sings? We've done that. And, and that's cool. I think it's a bit of a distraction sometimes. Sometimes it's really from the song and from the worship. Okay. Sometimes, not always. I'm just being honest. Cause these are pastoral thoughts. Absolutely. And uh, I'll be honest, biblically, I think singing and instrumentation are the core of the worship. Well, yeah, I, instrumentation. I definitely believe in what Pastor Charles said, uh, Pastor Robinson said, uh, that oftentimes the, and you can say all you want. And I know I'm going to say this and people can say, well, yep. not have had her, may not have had her minds right. But some of these leotards, some of these young ladies are, are proportionately built. And we have to be very careful on what they wear and what they wear up under them. And, you know, they're spinning around and, you know, in everybody ain't saved in the everybody, church. There he is. There he is, Pastor. Everybody, everybody isn't safe and you know I, I i get what you're saying because we'll we'll get murdered all day long we probably will get murdered all day long on uh, well it's that, that's your problem if i'm you know if you're looking but i mean tights are tights skin tight seeing your underwear through what you're doing and again i like getting the message out i see what you're saying sister joseph she's a member of our church again what's the biblical way of getting the message out the biblical way is through worship and preaching and teaching and i do believe like sometimes we try to oh man i'm gonna tell you what grinds my gears jeff be honest mm -hmm. i love a mime i love a good dance that 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 goes along with the song or provides energy even like the hip-hop kind of style little energy i don't like miming to preaching okay and prophesying in other words, they will play like 10 minutes of Juanita Bynum preaching and mime to it. Mime. Why, why do you dislike that? Uh, I dislike it because I feel like that that moment where the word is being broken forth is a special moment in time through that voice, through that vessel. And, you know, I don't believe the word was meant to be acted out. Like, I don't believe it was, it was meant for dramatic interpretation. Uh, and I'm a traditionalist. So you have to take that for what it is. Right, right, right. But there's just something to me about, I, I don't even like at the end of songs when this, when the song on the CD goes into a shout, the mimer starts shouting. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, the Holy Ghost moved in that concert. You just just doing it. happy. I, mean, I, I I I see what you're saying. I do, and I, I mean, for me personally, I I don't mind them. Not only because obviously my daughter is 
to me, a phenomenal mimer. I think she does. Oh, you want to see your child at Christmas time? Just say it. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I think when I see her, I think she, and I, I think a lot of people say it now. I tell people my daughter does a phenomenal job. And people are like, yeah, everybody's kid do, but she really does. She puts, she puts a lot of, she does. I, 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 yes, what she does. Uh, and, and I think when it, when it's done right, I think it can be very powerful in the service. Um, but once again, I don't think, I think people have put it in place of the word or, you know, that, you know, this is just as good or is just as important as, and I think we, we, that's where we have to, you know, change the mindset of the people. And in any way, Jeff, okay, let's just be, keep it real. Let's keep it religiously incorrect. If Chastity gets up and mimes to 10 minutes of T.D. Jake's preaching, okay, mm-hmm. and he's feeling it. Right. Now you got to get up after that and preach a whole nother sermon. <laughs> you you got to get up after that and preach, preach after TD Jakes. And they're like, man, put the tape back on, man. Forget this cat. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not about to preach out of some other after another preacher on CD. I'm not about to do that. Okay. I put it out there. Pastor Todd is not about to preach after some other preacher on, on CD. I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, I, I, I've been there. Uh, I think the one song she does at the end of it, the the I, I don't know who sings it, but at the end of it, they, they're they're talking about you know she just I mean it is basically everything is you know released and you know things are released into the atmosphere and all this and all that and you know after it's done it's like everybody's in and. Now you have to get up. It is difficult. I get that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're like, all right, in the first book of Joshua, three. <laughs> they literally got delivered. Now they're sitting there ready to go eat some chicken. <laughs> and and I, I just have a thing. and it, It's just there's something special and spiritual about the spoken word, about the prophet, the priest, the pastor, the preacher of the house. You usually go somewhere. You're literally cutting off the word when it's done. Where do you go with that? Because if that person who's ministering was in the room, number one, they wouldn't be ministering that word that they ministered on CD because that word was for that moment for that CD in that house. I'm a little, I'm a little touchy about recreating spiritual moves that happen somewhere else oh. via recorded media. Okay. Look at how happy they are and they sound. You can hear the energy of the choir, the crowd in the back, and it's bringing energy to the house we're in. That's beautiful. But after a while, you're living vicariously. You're living vicariously through the move of God in that space through those people on August 5th, 2007. Right, right. I feel you. I feel you. So we're going up, you know, and, and, and is there a word in our house? And, and I do feel that there are times when that word, which could be a great word, might actually supplant and distract from the word in the house from the shepherd and the pastor of the house. So do you feel, do you feel we, we, we talked a lot, you know, as far as uh, the minister of music and the pastor have to be close and, you know, maybe that song should line up with the sermon. If you made a plan for them to go together, but this is no different to me, pastor Jeff, if you made a plan for to go, this is no different than us saying, Hey, if you're doing the offering or if you're the one leading a worship song, do the part you're supposed to do. Right. And don't try to preach. 
Right, right. So if you're the mimer or the dance ministry or the, you know, the artistic portrayer of a worship song, don't keep playing the next seven minute addendum that the CD had, because that's a preach. That's a sneak preach. All right, I'm gonna call it what it is. It's a sneak preach. <laughs> it's a sneak preach. <laughs> if you didn't already plan it, if it wasn't already a part of, I think, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a philosophy live online. <laughs> I think <laughs> that any planned spoken word like that should be cleared with the pastor because that constitutes basically a sermonette. You are you know, I've never thought about that. And that is good. That if is somebody good. is miming for five, six minutes to somebody else giving a word, it's a sermonette. You're right. You are right. You and are no right. other you nobody else would be appropriately just getting up after they sang, you know, their solo or after they took their uh you know uh offering up and literally take a text and start talking for six, seven more minutes on a subject or tell everybody you delivered tonight or I felt this unless it was truly genuinely and again an in the moment uh you know moment. Uh, Pastor Osmond just brought up another great one. Miming and dancing to songs that aren't church songs. I've seen it. I, I believe I, I can fly. I've seen that. I don't think I've seen it. I've seen I believe I can fly. Oh yes, 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 yes. I've seen I believe I can fly. That somebody everybody has done that a little bit. Yeah. Um uh, what was the other one? Uh, the, the Lean on Me by Kirk Franklin, I don't think is a real gospel song. <laughs> Basically, anything without Kelly in it. Doing <laughs> the church. Especially by the kids. <laughs> I mean, he had that You Saved Me song, which he was obviously lying. I believe I could fly. And he was in Kirk Franklin. So basically, anything R. Kelly is singing, you should not be doing in church. Yeah, I've, I've seen a few. I've seen a few. Well, I'm going I'm to tell you, I mean, I, I I, literally, and I mean, let's be, my, my son-in-law is one, but I literally, I I don't like uh, gospel rap. Well, Tatum just brought up Kanye's Jesus Walks. I wonder if somebody ever did Jesus Walks in church. Well, they performed it. I mean, I just don't like gospel rap, period. I, I, I you mean, like gospel rap? I don't, I don't, it's just me, it's personal, it's my preference. I think it's kind of corny. I, I just don't, I just, I mean, I'm like, I I want to hear worship or, or praise. I don't, I mean, it's like. In church. In church. So if you're in your car, Tupac is cool. It, might, well, that, that, it goes back to what I said about the portrayal, though. What I said about the portrayal, like when you try to portray a lifestyle, you're only going to come off as so hard. But that's that's the thing. They're trying to be hard. It's it's like you watching them like, 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 like and Jesus, Jesus. You know, I'm like, what? And it didn't he soften your heart, did it? No, did man. Nah, nah. Your hands new and your feet new. And nah, man, I snap your I snap your neck for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and and there, now there's some really good. Now here's where I agree with you, Jeff. Gangster Christian rap or that hard image Christian rap, there is some real heartfelt, almost poetry style right. I can get with. Now, just like changing two words in a secular song and everybody knows it's naughty by nature. <laughs> I was at a youth rally and they were like, you down with G-O-D? Yeah, you know me. I'm like, Stop. 
the whole wop, the whole wop thing. Yeah, yeah. Everybody know cabbage patch for for the Lord, you know, and all that. Okay, I get you because I, I, to me, the rap again, rap is associated with the streets. Right. But that's no different than it used to say that gospel, the gospel sounds we're familiar with now that we call traditional were once were once associated with the juke joint. Could be. Yeah. Songs like Walk With Me, Lord, and these jazzy songs. I mean, those were literally bar tunes, you know, and, and, and these people got murdered for singing those songs. So I have a hard time because I've never met gospel rap that I really uh, get. Yeah, musicians play it during offering time. They, they, we, well, I've done my share of Ohio players. I've done my share of uh, George Clinton. Uh, I was at Elon one time, and they were doing Fire by the Ohio players. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. it's supposed to be, the, supposed to be the, the, the fire of the Holy Ghost, but it's, it's very clearly not, you know. What was that one song? Um, Lamar always sang that song. Um, but they, they it, at the end of it, they basically done uh, Tupac. Yeah. Yeah, and it's more like Gap Band too. Yeah, well, yeah, they done too. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So I mean, but just the other day on my on my memories, uh, you had posted it before what a guy was doing Nay Nay for the Lord. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Nay Nay for Jesus. Nay Nay for Jesus. Okay, Jeff, we talked about dance, and let's go to the deeper part. What about the prophetic presentation? How do you feel about props and? Kingdom prophetic expressions during worship or presentations. Now, you you like walking down the aisle with swords, you know, and banners, you and know, crowns, Burger King crowns. It, it has become. It has become. We just do intersections. So I'm just telling you now. <laughs> deeper and deeper. I mean, where the people I, I can people walk in with uh, the incense. Um, you know, people come in with the shafar. You know, blowing the shafar. I, I, I don't. I don't know if it had. I guess it depends on what church you are at. To be honest with you, because some people they lean and they they let. But I think you know sometimes it can go to. Sometimes it can be representative of an Old Testament type uh, stuff that just isn't happening today. That's my problem. Okay, so here's my thesis. I believe worship should include the things we have been commanded to express and exercise in church. Right. Not just stuff that we have knowledge of, the imagery of. You know, just because I, you know, the cross can sit there, but I'm not about to do anything with it during the day, during the service. You know, a cross sit on the wall, on the... And I think we've taken these images, like you said, and they've become a normative part of worship, and they're not. The the we are commanded to sing. Right. We are commanded to congregationally join in song, choruses, choirs are are are, are appointed, musicians are appointed to be skilled, to be rehearsed. The existence of these imagery that bring to mind the kingship, the lordship, you know, the Lord as 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 warrior and all of those things there's nothing wrong with the imagery there is nothing in the text that commands or even allows or gives an example it's not in the new testament paul does not talk about worship including 
uh, prophetic dancers or presentations to the king or, you know, different things that we have become normalized during worship. It, he says, literally, sing songs and melodies and spiritual songs and hymns to one another. That's what it says. I've heard a lot of people talk about how, uh, I can't remember what king it was, but they uh, had the Levites to go before the army. That's and great. They, and they were to sing, you know, for the Lord is good and his mercy endure forever. And it represents that, you know, God has more mercy than you have arrows, you have spears. I mean, that, I think that was Old Testament. And I think, well, you know. All I would say to that is, show me the Levites at Corinth. Show me the Levitical priesthood at Ephesus. Show it to me. Well, I, I would take it a step further. Show me, show me the Levites that went over here and fought in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and right. Desert Storm. I was thinking about it, but y'all wasn't actually fighting nobody. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it's wrong. Well, I, I guess I am kind of saying that it's wrong. I but. think it has gone to. I think it has jumped the shark. I think it has gone to unreasonable and unbiblical levels of justifying based off of, again, beautiful imagery that can bring to mind the beauty of worship, mm -hmm. but are not commanded to be a normative part of worship. And whether or not, and, and thank you, Pastor Tatum, most people don't understand what that symbolizes. And even if you teach it, New Testament worship doesn't call for it. New Testament doesn't work. Which if you haven't been taught and preached to and admonished in the kingship of Christ, walking down the aisle with a crown on a pillow ain't going to do it. Right, 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 right. You know, walking, walking down. If you don't know that the Lord truly fights your battles through the preached, proclaimed word of God, somebody's swinging a sword around. It's not going to do it. If the presence of God can't be made manifest in your life through passionate, prayerful, sincere worship and heart submission, then waving flags won't do it. And, and, and I know this is going to hurt some people, but I'm just going to say it in this way. Whenever we depend on physical displays to do what we call, quote unquote, shift atmospheres, or welcome the spirit of God. We are far outside the bounds of what any normative display of worship is actually calling for in the New Testament church. If, if, if a piece of fabric can make, you know, the spirit of God uh, come in, and I'm not talking one time special Holy Spirit move, Pastor Jeff. I'm talking about every single time I get up and put that tape on or the worship starts, and I start, and I say that I might as well go like Moses out and find me a stick and put a snake on it and tell everybody to come up here and touch it and they'll be healed. It, it, I'm, doing, I'm trying to, I'm trying to recreate. It's the, it's the same thing for me. It's the same thing with you know every time somebody preaches about the wall coming down and you everybody's supposed to walk around the church. Listen, ain't no walls coming down. You want the church to fall down? I mean, what do you, I mean, what, what do you want? But I, I mean, and I know this is probably controversial. I know we'll probably get subtweets and, and, and posts off of this because let's just be honest. The dance flag, prophetic Levite sector of the church is a very passionate and dug in one. Mm -hmm. And just because you show me a scripture that says, look, they danced. 
I'll tell you that honestly, the dancing of the Bible, whether it's David, whether it's Miriam coming out, uh, you know, after the walk through the, that's more akin to shouting. That's more akin to, and, 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 and here's the great thing about it, Jeff. Many of these new expressions, some of these individuals, not all of them, but they present them as a superior expression to singing and shouting and quote unquote getting happy or what we used to call getting hit with the Holy Ghost. And they call that primitive and traditional and they call that, but in my mind, it's actually more biblical as a normative practice. Right. If you, if I, if you were to ask me personally, just me personally, if I really wanted to model what happens in church, you ask me what's closer to the biblical model, David dancing spontaneously, somebody jump up, you know, uh, Good point, Scott. Somebody jumping up and getting happy during a song to me is more mirroring mirroring what David did than someone going to a dance store, buying flags and waving it to a particular song and saying that this color means this. So when I wave this color, this is good. This this anointing is going to be released. Right. Right. That's nowhere. I'm sorry. That's nowhere in Scripture. So now we've changed the whole show to religiously correct. (laughs) <laughs> religiously incorrect is trying to be biblically correct so, and, and, and Scott made a good point this might be good teaching tonight Jeff Scott says the snake yeah. was destroyed because the people began to worship it mm-hmm. what if what if Jeff our obsession and passion with some of these things have outweighed the simple worship and I've said this about we talked about music styles if you gotta have a certain sound, feel, flow, beat, if you gotta have soft strings and can't worship to a pipe organ, because that's not a kingdom sound in your mind, right? There's nothing wrong with that other form of worship. There's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with, with 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 you, and that's the way I look at it. There's something wrong with. And so again, I'm not trying to down it, but I think that we have moved into the realm of access. And whenever you move into the realm of access and you are passionate about it, you will justify it to no end. No different, no different than people who justify other behaviors that are right in their eyes, but really don't have any real basis. Well, y'all heard it here. Mike asks, Jeff, what are actors and other artists supposed to do if music isn't their thing? There's there's many other ways to serve in church that don't involve getting up in. Oh, I mean, you, I mean, there there's the traditional deacons, trustees. You, there there's a million. Usher. Huh? Usher. Usher. There's a but I, I, I and I don't think myself nor Pastor Todd is saying that they shouldn't mind. Yeah, they're saying it. And I don't I don't think that's what we're saying. I think we're just saying put it in context and don't place it above. Or even beside. I refuse to even put it beside. Do not put mime, dance, flag, prophetic displays, whatever you, whatever we, we tend to call it. Don't put it beside preaching and the New Testament form of congregational worship. And I think what really gets my goat, and I, I know Pastor Todd as well, is that most of these, especially these prophetic prophetic ministries, try to down us for not having these things. Yeah. Try to make us feel bad or we're not really kingdom minded because we're not, you know, everybody isn't running and blowing whistles and running around the church and everybody ain't got flags and 
you know, and, you know, uh, banners hanging all through their church that some 12 year old in color and have no idea. And I'm not. <laughs> is that is that the line of Judah or the Black Panther? I'm done. Mike, come on with that. Mike, come on with the rapid fire. I gotta go to work. That's a lot of you know, the Black Panther. Okay. Uh, let, let me just clear this up from a pastoral. Thank you, Elder Carter. Because we're people of the word, I'm already bothered if you're using the word out of context to justify a ministry. And Mike, put that comment back up. What if it's their God-given gift? I would tell them it's not a God-given gift. Everything folk want to do in church is not a God-given gift. Everything people know how to do. And when I say God-given gift, God gives us every ability. God gives us every talent. If you are skilled at movement, if you are skilled artistically, what I'm saying is it's, it's, it, it's God, it might be God-given. It might not be congregationally appropriate. Every God-given gift is not meant for congregational worship. Congregational worship is prescribed in the epistles. It's and here's our problem. The, the modern church is afraid to tell folk that just is not part of congregational worship according to the word. We're afraid. So if you want to lick a lollipop for Jesus, <laughs> lick away. <laughs> not lick a lollipop. <laughs> Can I be honest? <laughs> Am I making this up? I mean, I've literally watched people. One time we did this kid, Jeff. I'm not even playing. We were literally jumping rope in the church. And like this kid did like a, a backflip off the stage. First of all, it's a huge liability that we shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Y'all should have went to jail. But secondly, at the end of the day, every movement and every talent and skill that someone can do does not mean it's meant for congregational worship. I had a brother at one church that I went to who was a pop. I mean, he was pop lock. And they, they would say he was pop locking for Jesus. Break I mean, Jesus. break dancing. And I mean, it's just like, like you said, you know. This is really incorrect, but I can't get that incorrect. And, 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 and kill me, beat me, whatever. Let's read the Bible together and make sure you're ready to read it in context. And, rape, and I have a, I have a, a phrase that I use all the time, and I'm not afraid to repeat myself. There is a difference between what is in the narrative and what is normative. In the narrative is what happened, what we see, what we observe, since y'all want me to teach tonight. The normative is what we are commanded or modeled that we ought to do. So everything that's narrative is not normative. Everything mentioned in the Bible is not modeled for us to repeat and do. But everything that's modeled for us to do is mentioned. If it ain't in there, we shouldn't do it. And we shouldn't take things out of context or try to make something. We're not called to build any more arcs. Right. We're not called to carry the Ark of the Covenant around. And me, me and my wife are talking about this, Pastor Jeff. We are doing these displays of the holies of holies as if the temple curtain hasn't already been rent for us to go in without all these garments on, without priestly garments on. We were given access in our suits, ties, T-shirts, jeans, singing Amazing Grace, singing How Great Thou Art, singing Israel, whatever it might be. We were given access. We're there. You know, and, and, and again, we're moving out things that are apart. And I'm glad Pastor Tatum just said that. And we've often moved from participatory worship 
in the favor of performance worship. Yeah. Sit back and watch me display this. Get with me. And then, and then if I say, let's sing a hymn together, don't nobody want to sing that old hymn. Right, 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 right. So we all can read the same words together and all can, you know, share in the glory. So that's my take. I, I, I'm a traditionalist. I will never put it out. If, if the young people come to me today, we have an elderly dance ministry my wife works with. They love what they do. I love what they do. My issue is putting Bible scriptures out of place and out of context. That, that's me. So. There it is. If you bring a crown to church, I'm going to say no hats allowed in the sanctuary. <laughs> Jeff, you got anything else that we lost all of our audience? Uh, it's over. It's over. We probably ain't coming back next week. I thought Chastity was going to comment this up. Is she? Did she send you an angry text message? Be honest. No, I, I ain't even looked at my phone. So I love you, Chastity. I love all dancers, ministry people who have expressions. I really do. I, I am coming to a new place of caution. I don't know about Pastor Jeff, but I know I am personally. I, I absolutely. I'm gonna be honest. I love them. I will probably I, I will have them. I think they're I think they're a great expression. But once again, like you said, I mean, even from this episode, you know, maybe just let's and my and my daughter, especially my daughter. <laughs> she said it's coming. <laughs> especially my daughter. She does call me. Whenever she mom for me and says, ask me, what are you preaching about? And well, you know, she, so she, she, and I mean, obviously she's not the only mimer. I know Amber does a wonderful job uh, miming. And, you know, I have a lot of mimers who does, who do, who do a wonderful job. I have no problem with what they do and how they do it. I think they all dress appropriately. You know, I think their flag, their, their flags are done, you know, gracefully. So I don't have a problem with it. I'm, I'm never going to have a problem with it. But like you said, I'm not going to put it above the word. Right. Right. Now, I feel you, man. I feel you. Mike, Mike, Mike. I think we've damaged our audience enough. You need to come rescue us. <laughs> <laughs> what up, y'all? How y'all doing? I'm doing good. What do you think, Mike? What's your opinion on, on, on dance, mime, play, skit? Um, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm not agreeing with everything y'all saying. Some of it, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen mine in so long. It's it's been a while since I've seen it. So, well, most of them don't even do it like the way we were. We've seen it. It's become right. so many other things. Right, right. So I I can't really comment on what it's become. So, yeah. um, I don't know. You know, again, I think you know art, creativity, all of that is God given, and you know, if somebody say somebody like myself, I can't sing. You know, I I, I don't play. So, but you I mean, worked in the music ministry when you were at when you were young, right? Yeah, yeah, I wrote, right. you know what I'm saying, and, and, and things like that. But I mean, I'm just saying overall, some people don't fit it into that category, but you know, they still have some artistic ability. I think there should be room for it exactly where and how I can't speak on that, but again, because you know, it's inspiring, and and, and I don't know, man. I think there should be room for it somewhere. Maybe not on Sunday mornings. Well, I'm fine with it now. I'm just not about to make it part of my service. So, I mean, right, not, right. All right. You know, my you know, my, my dad fixes cars. He's gonna come change the oil for Jesus in the middle of the service because <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean maybe do a Friday night concert. Maybe do a Friday night concert or a Saturday evening concert, something like that. That's all I'm saying. I don't, I don't think I, I don't even think I mean I'm I'm 
quite sure. Shamika and them do their dance on Sunday mornings. They, they do. do. I, I I don't think we're saying don't do it on Sunday mornings. Yeah, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying don't put an overemphasis. Don't take the text out of context. You know, uh, I, I do have reservations about spoken word. You know, and I, Jeff, you made a good point about if it's planned and it's a part of the, uh, you know, context of what you're going to do. Because I just think speaking is so important and paramount that because there's there's an order in the church, we can't forget. As much as we want all these ideas, we all were raised in a generation where why don't we? Why can't we? Wouldn't that be awesome? And then after a while, you realize there's a reason there's structure. Right. And, and, and just know, and I mean, even to, tonight, I told, I said, I, I I dislike gospel rap. I do. I dislike yeah. it. But my son-in-law is a gospel rapper. He's been at my church. He sings. He raps. And I'm the first one. We, 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 thanks. We, I, you know, I'm, I'm wedding. You know, I would, because, you know, I think we ought to give the young people the time to express the way they feel, the way they do what they do. for Because it may, just because it's not me doesn't mean it's not touching somebody. Well, you know, it, it's never too far until it becomes too far for you. True. And sooner or later, even the people who feel like they're being quenched by our opinions are going to see something else that they feel is too far. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't even talk about, you know what, I'm going to say it anyway. It's at the end. Everybody's logged out. Uh-oh. Some of these ministries dress up these men in these tights. And and some of these dudes, Mike, are the spitting image of some of these choir directors and musicians we used to all talk about. Mm-hmm. But now, as long as they're participating in somebody's dance or mime, it's okay now. When if they were up directing somebody's choir, it would be a shame that we let that display go on in the church. But as long as they're a part of my prophetic kingdom display, it's fine. Well, I've watched it. I, I, it was bad enough with a choir room. Now you got this dude, this whole business out. <laughs> Again, that's it. Again, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I, I can't really comment on yeah, I've seen that more. I've seen that more. That's more prevalent now than ever. It is. Right. They 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 found a new a new space. Right, right. So, Mike, what you got for us tonight, man? Okay, well, to flip it up, first of all, great conversation. Great conversation. We appreciate everybody being on. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Shout out to um, Sister Dela Cruz. Angel's wife is on. Sister Dela Cruz is on. Amen. 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 All, the, all the comments really appreciate it. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we're going to flip it up real quick for the rapid fire. Okay. Uh, the first question, since we're talking about the arts, I watched uh, Jingle Jangle on yeah. Netflix the other day. And after watching that, it made me realize that I'm tired of watching slave movies. Oh, me too. I won't watch them. So it, it, that's basically my question. Is it time to stop making slave movies? I think most of the slave stories that have been told that need to be told have been told. If there's some new angle or some new story from a new perspective that though the imagery is similar, there is a dynamic difference in what we've seen before. And you'd have to really pull the creativity strings to show me what that is. Well, I, I, I literally just watched Antebellum. 
Did y'all oh, see that? Yeah, that's the horror slave movie, right? Horror slave movie. And I think it put a new twist on an old slave movie. Um, and I thought it was good because, I mean, basically without telling the story, this woman was very pro-black. She was very, you know, she was very outspoken. She was she was one of those women who was, you know, talking about civil rights and things of that nature. Well, all of a sudden she woke up back in slavery time. And I mean, not going through the whole story, but, you know, it literally forced her to check if she was that person that, you know, she thought she was, you know what I mean? If she's really this leader, this, this you know, this person who really, you know, because, you know, you can say all you want to say until somebody beat you. Oh, man, that's why these people talk so tough now, man. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. You know, uh, I would have escaped slavery and all that. I oh, know you wouldn't, man. You'd be right there. Yes, master. No master. I mean, it came, it came, it all, it came all the way to roots where, you know, I kept on here. What's your name? What's your name? And, you know, I don't think that, I think there's been so many, Mike, that we're not going to give a new one a chance if it did go in a different direction. No, but I'm I'm I think there needs to be more creative black movies that are not centered around black suffering all the time. I watched, and also, um, go ahead, go ahead. I watched Harriet finally, which which was pretty good actually. I mean, seeing seeing her side of the story, what she went through, I'm not I'm not sure how much of it was you know actual, how much of it was fiction, but you know, the overall production, the writing, all of that was good. Um, another good one that kind of surprised me was, I can't think of the name of it exactly, but it was about John Brown. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, and Ethan Hawke did his thing in that movie. But again, after watching Jingle Jangle, man, just, the, I mean, you know, it was a 90, 95% black cast. The music right. was good. The acting was good. And that, that really opened my eyes to like, okay, it's time to move forward. You well, know what I mean? we need more balance. And, and so okay. here's what I see. I see a lot of movies that are either we're totally being tortured until the very end of some kind of overcoming or some white savior, or it's like this totally unrealistic. Everybody's a millionaire. You know, everybody is working in these slick offices like Boomerang started that, you know, everybody's owns a company and has a private jet, you know, and it's like, all right, can we just live on Williamsburg? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I have a, like a crack story. That, you know, <laughs> but I have a great idea for a script. We'll talk about it later, though. Yeah. You're just being correct. Here you go. Yes, sir. All right. What's next? Um, I read the other day, I actually listened to a podcast. The FCC is trying to break up Facebook. I saw that. What are your feelings on that? Has Facebook got too big? What do you mean break it up? They're trying to break it up because they're pretty much running the game. No competition. They're a monopoly, pretty much. So because they bought out Instagram and WhatsApp, WhatsApp. which is text messaging, uh, you know, and you know, they got the Oculus thing going on. So, yeah, they have so many businesses. I mean, and they're embedded with every single website now. I mean, that's why you log in with Facebook, basically. Right. Just like, uh, I mean, if they didn't break up Google, I don't see how you can you can break up Facebook, to be honest. But they're, but, but they're talking about breaking up Google. Yeah, I've heard. I, I don't think – I think the days – from a business standpoint of antitrust breakups, the same way they were breaking up the oil companies and the telephone companies and all that. I don't think it's that day anymore. 
it's I mean, I thought I thought I heard I mean I can recall them saying they want to break up Amazon because they they got the monopoly, you know. Well, all, all three companies are the major, you know, and Apple was called to the stand too earlier right. this year. It was all the major three, right. four, you know, companies. I really feel that, you know, they broke AT&T up in different ones. I don't think it's the same day and age. And I think a lot of the people who want to break them up are from that old age. They were around for the hearings for other people. You know, they went to the mic, even the Microsoft stuff in the nineties. It's a different day. It's a different day. Uh, it's a different economy. And I, you know, this is, this is where capitalism, you know, might have some hold on me. The customers will decide when Facebook is whack. Yeah. I mean, to me, I don't know. It's, it's kind of stifling competition. Um, for example, Google. Google went from being a noun to a verb. You don't tell people to look it up no more. You tell people to Google it. I mean, how do you compete with that? That that's no different than Kleenex or you know iPod. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a little different. And then and, and then the fact that they're getting paid so much money off of our information that bothers me too. Is their product good and convenient and working the way they advertise it? It does. And why are we hating on them? It's us. If, if it was if it was religiously incorrect and everybody was watching religiously incorrect and nobody was watching none of these other podcasts, we'd be saying, "Now oh, you can't break us up." We, <laughs> right. you well, know what I mean? What I'm saying is, what competition? though? what what's what's out there that's better? I'm sure there, there, there's something coming up. Somebody working on something. And let it come. TikTok, baby. <laughs> Microsoft was the bomb till Apple came along. Right. The new generation, right. I should say, the new generation Apple that 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 came and innovated. People need to innovate, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And then and then uh uh what's his name? Um the guy from Facebook, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg, yeah, Mark. His 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 motto is don't compete. Just buy them out. Like, why even compete with them? Why even go through all that stress? Just buy them, get it over with, let's move on. I ain't hating. <laughs> I am a little bit. I am a little bit. I want to buy out some churches. <laughs> <laughs> I got some offers on the table. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's all I got. Anybody else got any questions? We'll give you 30 seconds to come up with a question. Thanks, everybody, for watching. I think we had a good discussion. I'm sure there's a counterpoint, and people wish they could be on to get the counterpoint. But everybody who wants to, you know, go off or upset about it, inbox Pastor Todd. I have a dance off in front of my house, man. They're going to invade. Pastor Todd, don't, don't, don't. They're going to have a dance in at the church. (laughs) Like, have you seen these? It's like a stadium full of people all like just dancing. Uh, have you seen these videos, Jeff? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm looking because I, I got some. It'd be angry, like 400 people all doing their own dance. I got some angry faces on my my thing. So, uh, but praise God. Hey, Jeff. God be with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they mad at me. I didn't do anything. I I didn't do anything. <laughs> I said I agree with them. Oh well, whatever. Yeah. Hey, what you say? Some dance offs. They have a day. Yeah, they're gonna have a dance protest at my at my house or something. You know. Okay. Well, let them have it. I come over and do the electric boogaloo. I can still listen. Do it. Listen. Well, you know they make a break dance in Olympic an Olympic sport now. 
Yeah. I was like, man, that, man, I forgot. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm, I'm, in. I'm in at 47. I'm in. Listen, it's a God-given gift. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but who who really break dances? I don't see nobody break dancing. No I think more. they owe the, uh, the breaking two electric boogaloo people reparations. They never got paid their yeah, fair share. They're exploiting a bunch of white people and like Asians. Asians, yeah, yeah. They don't want all the break. They like you know they they took the culture. They're gonna break dance and <laughs> we're really being racist tonight. If they go make that an Olympic sport, then then they need to make competitive cheer uh, a sport. It is. No, it's not. What I mean in the Olympics, you mean? Yeah. Or or overall, I mean, this oh, they, they got the little leagues and stuff, and they've been trophies and stuff. Yeah, well, my, but it, my but daughter it, does it. Your daughter does. Yeah, but it's still not considered a sport. Gabrielle Union did it. You want them to get paid to do it? No, not not even get paid. Long story, long conversation. Some other yeah, time. It's not like you got to. It's like you need to start another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Air your grievances. <laughs> Are you mad because they didn't let your daughter cheer in church? Say what? Are you mad because they didn't let your daughter do competitive cheer? No, man. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not at all. Not at all. With them little skirts, they run them out of there. Oh, yeah. All day. All day. All day. <laughs> well, it's been real, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Religiously Incorrect. Uh, direct all your angry comments to Jeff because, you know, I don't care. <laughs> Jeff will like, I'm so sorry. I agree with you. I, I, ain't, nothing like, I ain't saying I'm sorry. I ain't, ain't going to apologize for nothing. I said what I said. I got a whole deacon board to back me up. So, Amen. All right, Mike. We appreciate it. We'll catch y'all next week. Don't forget that on January 3rd, we are launching a new feature uh, we call First Sundays. First Sundays are YouTube exclusive episodes. You must be on YouTube to watch. So make sure you go and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, click on the notification bell so that you will get updates on your phone, your tablet, your computer when we go live so you can be a part of First Sunday. So if you come looking for us the first of the year and we ain't on Facebook, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you got to slide over to log in real quick. Check, first, check it out. First Sundays. First Sundays. All right, Jeff, Mike, anything else? I'm good, man. Peace All right, I'm about to go into my prayer closet for these Steelers, man, because they're down. So, <laughs> All right, y'all take it easy. All right, man. Peace, Peace. out.